This Week in HPC by Intersect 360 Research. Happy Exascale Day. HPE maintains supercomputing momentum. It's This Week in HPC. Hi, everyone. Thanks for listening to another episode of This Week in HPC with Intersect 360 Research, distributed in partnership with HPC Wire. I'm Addison Snell, and that's Tiffany Trader. And Tiffany, let's start by acknowledging this big holiday for our industry. It was Exascale Day just recently on October 18th. That's right. It was Exascale Day, and there was a website hosted by Cray talking all about Exascale and the the 18 zeros. On, 18 on zeros. Yeah, 18 zeros.com. Not spelled out that way. I mean, zero, 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 zero. Hit your zero key 18 times and then put dot com, and then you get a nice HPE Cray website about the capabilities of Exascale. That's right. So it was fitting because HPE has, of marked for the delivery of the first three U.S. exascale systems, Frontier, Aurora, and El Capitan. And they've also recently been picked for two pre-exascale, so-called pre-exascale systems. It would be Perlmutter at NERSC and Crossroads at Los Alamos. Uh, and now this week, there's been a number of other system announcements that involve Cray 2, including three new HPE Cray EX systems, uh, which we're going to talk about. And then at the, uh, we'll also later on, we'll be talking about some Euro HPC systems as well. One of those is, a, is an HPE system too. Yeah, HPE ever since the acquisition of Cray and really Cray before that has had a huge amount of momentum around these Cray Shasta, now Cray EX uh, supercomputers that are now HPE Cray EX. And as we were talking about Exascale Day and all of these HPE systems that are, are going into Exascale in the U.S., not outside the U.S., but the U.S. Exascale systems, uh, there has been worldwide momentum around the HPE Cray EX systems that, that go beyond that. Let's start with one that's going to be in Australia, Perth, Western Australia, at the Pawsey Supercomputing Center, which has been in the news earlier this year, but now they've announced they're going to get a, a, another new supercomputer, and that's an HPE Cray win. Mm. And I think out of the ones we'll be discussing today, this is the only one that's not named, so it's the Asia Unnamed System. This one will be replacing their current flagship machines, Magnus and Galaxy. And they're working with about 50 petaflops peak supercomputing capacity. The system will be delivered in uh, two phases, uh, the first one in uh, the back half of 2021, and then the second phase, or it says the final system will be commissioned in Q2 2022 uh, for a project cost of the U.S. in U.S. dollars, almost 34 million or about 47, 48 million in Australian dollars. And uh, like you said, this is going to use the Cray EX architecture, and this one has uh, all, in fact, uh, the first three the first three EX systems we'll talk about all have the, the AMD, the A plus A architecture, which is the Epic CPUs and the AMD GPUs. In this case, it's the next generation Epic CPUs and AMD Instinct GPUs, along with the cluster store E1000 data storage system. And uh, they say this system will offer about 30 times the performance of the systems that it's replacing at around 50, 50 peak petaflops. 
Yeah, and as much as we were saying this is momentum for HPE or HPE Cray, this is just as much momentum for AMD around these systems. And we've already been talking about a lot of momentum for the Epic processors in this space. But uh, what's important with some of these other systems is the bring along of the AMD Radeon Instinct GPUs and what you were calling that A plus A architecture, getting development on these GPUs uh, through Rockham and HIP and other AMD tools or through U.S. National Lab initiatives like uh, Raja and Cocos to try to get these into open architectures is going to be really important for AMD in terms of establishing the open ecosystem around these processors. So these are big wins for AMD as well. And you mentioned the storage. I, I really wanted to see what was going to happen with the cluster store line in high-end storage as it moved over into uh, into this space and and getting these big cluster store wins I think is important as well and and certainly AMD GPU AMD factors into a lot of the systems we're going to cover which all of which are also heterogeneous except for this one that we're going to discuss next which is the only straight x86 system of the bunch and this is Chicoma at Los Alamos National Laboratory they have just completed installation of a next generation system, well, not not next generation anymore, uh, but this is the the Cray EX system, and it features the Epic Rome 7H12 processor. Uh, that this is a and it has um, more than 1,100 of these CPUs, harnessing more than 73,000 cores and uh, 300 terabytes of system memory. That's um, the computing. That's about three three petaflops peak. You were mentioning storage. We don't have the the storage details on this yet, but we do think it's interesting that they're using the 7H12 CPU. That's the top bin Rome, Rome SKU, 64 core Rome SKU. You and I have talked about this when it was announced about a year ago. It's nearly the same as the other top bin, the 7742 Epic Rome, but it has a higher, uh, higher TDP and a higher base clock and a slightly lower boost boost clock. I'm still wondering what the 7H12 stands for. It always makes me think of a calendar abbreviation uh, for a financial report. Yeah, I had the same thought. It looks like it's the seventh half of 2012. And maybe it is if we keep counting for No, that would still be a little bit off. But, uh, but it does look like that. And yes, we were doing a little bit of math before we started recording the podcast. It looks like it's a little over three petaflops, which you know we're talking about these near exascale systems. Uh, and this is only three petaflops. I can remember when I thought a petaflop supercomputer was a lot. And, you know, this is another substantial resource for these uh, Department of Energy labs. Let's go to one more big HPE AMD win. And this is out of Euro HPC for another pre-exascale supercomputer. This is going to be in Finland. This is the Lumi supercomputer, L-U-M-I. Yeah, and just quickly, because I think it's important, the... The Chicoma system, I, I imagine it was procured rather quickly. It's it's going to support R&D efforts in support of COVID-19. COVID so that, that's always good to see. The yeah, I was reading the news. Apparently COVID-19 is still a thing. So we're going to keep researching it. Yeah, it was um, good to see that. They came in through some of the, the, the Corona uh, Relief Act funded funded that Chicoma system. Great. Uh, so the, Lumi. Lumi, yeah. Lumi, um, 
Lumi CSC in Finland. This is a Euro HPC pre-exascale machine. So, I mean, I mean, pre-exascale is anything before exascale, but I think specifically it's systems that are somewhere, somewhere roughly between 200 petaflops, but under, under 1,000 petaflops, under, under an exascale. Uh, Lumi targets, uh, they're targeting 550 petaflops peak and targeting 375 petaf petaflops limpack. And most notably, and we can get into this more in just a second, but most notably, they're doing that remarkably in an 8.5 megawatt power footprint. Um, the total ownership of the, the system is supposed to cost about 200 million euros of, to operate through 2026, and 140 million euros are going to, towards the supercomputer itself. Yeah, I really like the graphic that accompanies the article we're running in HPC Wire talking about this Lumi architecture. This is one of these that's really set up well for mixed workloads at a research lab where it, uh, coming off of the high-speed interconnect, that, uh, that Shasta or Slingshot interconnect, they really describe a lot of different types of nodes, each of which is assigned a letter of the alphabet from from the Lumi C, the x86 or compute uh, partition. There's a container cloud uh, service under Lumi K. There's a Lumi G that's a GPU partition, a D that's a data analytics partition. There's an F for flash storage, a P for luster storage, an O for object storage. There's even a Lumi Q for emerging technologies where the Q maybe doesn't quite stand for quantum, but it's interesting to wonder what's under the emerging tech node of that. Oh well, yeah, good good observation. Yeah, that'll be definitely one to watch. The and the Lumi F is the is the cluster store E1000 storage, uh, and there's also an 80 petabyte luster luster file system. Uh, the G, there's the, there's the main partition, the, the the GPU partition. So yeah, it'll be um, interesting to watch the CPU and there's a CPU partition partition featuring around it says a 200,000 AMD core. So this is another system that is going to be harnessing the next generation Epic CPUs and the AMD Instinct GPUs as well, um, and delivering about 375 petaflops peak. Uh, one of the things I was saying I think is is notable is that they're, they say that they're going to be able to do that in about 8.5 uh, megawatts approximately. So that's, that translates into an, an extremely efficient 44.1 gigaflops per watt uh, for context, that's nearly double the current uh, top five, uh, top green 500 liter, let me say, which uh, currently delivers 21.1 gigaflops per watt. And if you extrapolate it out to exascale, the system would require about 22.7 megawatts, which is well well within the 40 megawatt limit target of the, for the U.S. exascale program right now. And Remarkably close to the ambitious 20 megawatt exascales uh, goal that was set by the by DARPA, you know, back in the 2010s. Meanwhile, we're talking about a lot of momentum here for HP and AMD, and there's certainly a lot of it. But out under this Euro HPC initiatives, we're also, we've got news for multiple systems, and they're not all HPE or certainly AMD systems. There's another big one that's quite notable uh, that's called Leonardo. Just before the, some of these systems you were just talking about were announced, so just a few days before that, there were these four other Euro HPC systems that were announced, three of which will be built by Atos, and one that will be built also by HPE, and all four are based on NVIDIA technology. Leonardo is the largest of the bunch. It's targeting 248 Limpact petaflops, and it will be hosted by 
Chineca in, in Italy, uh, and it will have about 3,500 ATOS Sequana nodes based on the NVIDIA HGX baseboard design. And then those will be equipped with four A100s and a single Intel CPU in that four to one ratio. And recall that the DGX, those DGX A100 boards, they can either use an AMD CPU or an Intel CPU. So this system is going to use the, the next generation or the, the Intel 10 nanometer Sapphire Rapid, Rapid CPU that's coming out. Uh, next year. Um, so, and the system is expected to begin deployment in 2021 and uh, become operational sometime the, the, the year after. You mentioned there are four systems overall. So this uh, this one, the uh, Chineca Leonardo system is the biggest one. That's an Atto system. There's two other Atto systems. Meloxina in Luxembourg is an ATO system. There's one IZUM that's in Slovenia that's an ATO system. And then the one that's the HPE system, Euro IT4i in the Czech Republic. These are all NVIDIA Ampere GPU systems. And they're all also using NVIDIA HDR InfiniBand. Uh, I think that's an important win on the, Infini on the uh, NVIDIA side. Remember, they've, they've got the InfiniBand architecture now. A lot of these high-end pre-exascale and exascale systems, we're talking about uh, custom system interconnects that are specific to the vendors, Slingshot for Cray and Tofu uh, on Fujitsu, and, and even BXI and on uh, Atos, I think it's important we're looking at three Atos systems here that are using NVIDIA, uh, the NVIDIA Mellanox HDR InfiniBand as opposed to BXI. Yeah, uh, those are all notable. And then the, the Euro... IT for innovation system that you mentioned, the one that's going to be the HPE system. That's the only one that we've discussed today that's not a Cray, not an HPE Cray EX system. It's going to be an HPE Apollo 6500 system. Makes sense. It's a little smaller. Its peak is about 15.2 petaflops. Uh, and then we also noticed that, you know, kind of conspicuously absent from this whole discussion of the, the Euro HPC leading up to Exascale program, uh, where there haven't been any awards yet uh, regarding uh, the EPI initiative processor. Those are the RAIA CPUs that will, are supposed to be coming out next year. And we we asked the executive director of the Euro HPC, who's Anders Jensen, and they were he had indicated that it is still their ambition to get that out there and that they uh, are discussing in the upcoming years to have at least one exascale system that uses that Rhea uh, EPI processor as its uh, technology. Yeah, I think that's extremely noteworthy. And I would have thought by now we would have named not only more details around the processing architecture, but certainly who the system vendor would be. I would tend to think as an analyst, the shortest odds go to Atos for supplying that uh, within the EU. But I guess it's a wide open field and it certainly doesn't have to be. And I'm not the one who gets to make that choice. But you're right. This will be another big win for ARM with this Rhea uh, CPU. I had they had previously been talking about Risk Five, as you've commented before, but it seems like that work is a little more on the accelerator side. You were telling me earlier, and it's not even clear that that would be deployed. Is that right? Yeah, it's really unclear at this point. They were at one point uh, mentioning Risk Five as a, as an accelerator for the EPI program. I haven't heard them talk about it later, but we'll we'll follow up and and make sure to uh, continue to follow what their plans are. 
Yeah, we'll see what the next Exascale Day brings. We'll circle your calendar now for October 18th, 2021. We'll see what the world looks like and what Exascale looks like by then. Our listeners can follow up on all of these stories on HPC Wire. Thanks, Tiffany, for doing the rundown with me, and thanks to you for tuning in. You've been listening to This Week in HPC, brought to you by Intersect 360 Research, actionable market intelligence for high-performance computing. For more information, visit intersect360.com.